Welcome to our channel. As you take time to listen to God's word today, we believe that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. All right. Are you here? Are you ready to hear God's word this morning? Amen. Are you excited? Yes. Are you still thinking about why you lost and still don't understand the game? Okay, leave that and come back to this. All right. I'm really excited to talk about uh, today's word, and it's really, you know, inspiring when I was preparing for this, and, and God is really, really awesome on how he works. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? Life is actually a roller coaster, like everyone says. It, it has its ups and downs, and everyone has worries and sorrows right and and i think uh, when when they call you towards for um, celebration time i think that's more intimidating you're like okay okay i i don't think i have a testimony i only have trials right now and when people come forward and they're sharing their testimony you're like oh man i wish i also get to do that and and in the testimony time you're like i'm actually in the time of temptations uh, when i overcome i will come and say that Right? And there's a quote that says, there is no testimony without a test. Amen? If you are going through a test in your life, remember your testimony is on the way. It's in the making. If you are facing sorrows, get ready, your triumph is in making. Amen? But we all face those situations in life. But in the time of worries and sorrows, in the time of temptations and tests, it is good that we go through all of that because sometimes God allows these things to come in our life. Amen. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, the word it says, Do not worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. God says, I will give you worry, but don't worry. Right? That's more like a mind twister. Like, God, I'll give you worries, but don't worry about it. Right? We all have faced worries in our life, but what is important is your position in the times of your worries. Where are you looking at? What are you doing? And where are you working at? Today, it's my sincere, it's, it's my desire that today, that we will fall in the love, I mean, the love for presence of God through prayer. Amen. In our times of worries and sorrows, it's God's presence that we have to fall in more of love. Fall in, fall in love in His presence. That's where we find our peace and that's where we find our comfort. Prayer helps you to draw closer to God and prayer helps you to love His presence. In your times of sorrows, make sure you are in His presence and that you are loving His presence and not your worries. In your times of sorrows and temptations, don't spend time in facing that, but spend time in loving God's presence and in His presence. Amen. Do you agree with that? Amen. Sometimes prayer is, we have a lot of misconceptions about prayer. We do prayer like duties. We feel like it's a waste of time just to sit in one place and pray about it. Rather, I would just work about it. I'll go think about it. Let me go talk to people about it. Let me go and do some solutions, find some solutions about it, than just pray. But today, my heart's desire is to tell you how powerful is prayer. Amen. Prayer is something that has been given to you that can, that can conquer things on earth. We think prayer is complicated. Just because we have King James Version Bible, everything has become complicated for us. Like thou, thy, the, the, I even stopped reading Bible because of that. 
you know and and we have we stopped believing in prayer because of some people who use my lord thou art come and help us now you know and we go like oh i can't do that prayer is not complicated let me tell you that remove that thing from your head prayer is not complicated it's just as simple as talking to god and some of us think prayer is boring of course it comes with the convenience of closing your eyes right and you just close your eyes and you like snap right right i think in the service prayer and and sermon is the most toughest thing that's where you're in your comfort zone yeah i'm closing my eyes i don't know if i fall asleep you ask me to close your eyes and while you're preaching you're just sitting in your comfort and just listening voices are very smoothing and the ac is so good and you fall asleep and then you wake up and you're like ah oh, that was boring you know prayer is not boring prayer is so powerful that when you realize it you cannot stop doing it when you cultivate prayer to be your habit it's no longer a compulsion but a desire that you do amen amen and they say you know people hide behind this reason i would if i could like if i can i'll pray the thing is i'm very new to all this i would if i could but let me tell you you could if you would okay let me use tamil mudinja na pandre panna mudiyum there you go tamil guys there you go there you go there you go jasper he's going to do it in hindi guys agar main kar paunga paunga to karunga and uh, the second one is agar main kar sakunga to kar paunga all the hindi people got that yeah you don't do it only if you can if you do it you can do it telugu peeps i'm sorry i can't say that in telugu wherever you are so don't hide behind this reason saying i'm new to this i cannot do it but if you do it you can do it amen try it it's not boring and sometimes we have this assumption that prayer does not work like why didn't my grandma die if i prayed for her good health maybe she got old or why didn't why didn't i can i why could like why couldn't i save my friend from going into a sinful thing i prayed about it and i don't think prayer works we have those things in life god does his will prayer sometimes go unanswered but let me tell you prayers can never be unattended prayers will take time prayers will take time my mom uh, my dad he comes from a, a hindu background he's a first generation christian and all his family they're hindus and my mom she's a fifth generation christian and she got into that family and they were married and and you know where she's praying they are actually doing the ritual thing and and she used to cry and pray for their salvation god did not answer her prayer straight away the salvation did not just come banging on their doors no it did not take one year it did not take two years it took 14 years it took 14 years for my grandma to come and say you know what i think i need jesus my dad struggled for 14 years to convince his family to show the truth but at the end of it a prayer was answered your prayer might be delayed but it is not unattended it does not fall to the ground without god doing something about it it might take time but it will not go unattended 
Sometimes we feel like some things are wrong with me or, you know, I, maybe I'm not just doing it right. I, I feel very guilty about things and, and I'm not sure if God is going to answer me. I don't know if he's interested. Let me tell you this morning. In the prayer, when it comes between you and God, God is more interested in prayer than you are. We might feel like God has got greater things to do. He might be handling Sri Lanka's economy right now. He might be sorting out Ukraine and Russia war right now. Why would he come and listen to my prayer? No, God is equally interested just to hear what you want to say. God is so interested. You know why? Because we do not serve a God who's uninvolved. We do not serve a God who is distant. We do not serve a God who is hard to please. He is a loving and a caring God. And he is ready. And even before you're ready to you know, go into that closet and pray, he knows what you want. He knows what you want. And that's the beautiful thing about praying to God is because he knows it all, but he never interrupted you from praying. He never said, just like when you open up, Abba, Father, he's like, stop, I know what you're going to ask. The solution is coming. Go back. He never said that. He sits down and listens to your whole mumbling. Right? Even if we are saying things out of our mouth, he is ready to listen even after knowing it all. He is interested to hear it. I wish all the husbands learned that from God. Even if they know the solution, they listen. They should listen, right? Yeah. God listens. He is interested. And he is a God who cares for what you want. God wants a close friendship with us. Because in John chapter 15, verse 15 says, I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servant, but I call you my most intimate friend. That's how God looks at you. That's how God seriously looks at us. He calls us his friend. We stay in a distance and say, okay, he is God. This is all I can go. This is all I can pray and this is all I can do. But God is saying, hey, I've sent you a friend request long back. Why haven't you accepted that? And why don't you come to me as a friend? Why don't you talk to me like a friend? And come and pray about every single thing. Why can't we talk to God about every single thing? Even if it's the same matter, keep talking to him again and again. Like I told you, 14 years my mom kept talking to God about the same single thing. God wasn't bored. My mom did not get bored about it. She kept talking. People are talking to Jesus and God is doing something about it because he cares. Amen? Because he cares. We have a friend in Jesus. We have a friend in Jesus. And what a friend he is. And what an amazing friend he is. In the year 18, there's this man called Joseph Scriven, an Irish man. And he was dedicated, he dedicated his life to do God's service. And he was a very, very well-reputed man. And he, he fell in love, and uh, it was his school days, childhood darling that he fell in love with, and they were going to get married, right? It's a very long-time relationship, and they were going to get married. And, and just one day before their wedding, they decided to meet at a river. So the women, she decided to meet him, and, and they both were riding their horse, and they were coming, and she happened to be there in time, before time, right? And she goes there, 
And while she was crossing the road, the horse trembled and, and it threw her into the lake, into the river. She hit the bottom ground and then and she, she hurt her head and she drowned in the river. Just few minutes right after she lost her life, Joseph Scriven arrives. He arrives and he's looking and, and he couldn't find her love, his love. The women that he's going to marry the next day, being in love for so many years from his childhood, the, the dream that he had. And when people ran and came and they started helping, they searching. And the picture that he had in his mind completely changed. The women that he was about to hold hands with, he saw her being taken dead outside the river. No one can explain the pain that he went through at that day. No, he was not able to express his pain and his sorrow at that moment. And then he decided to say, I'm not going to live in this place anymore. I'm going to go to Canada and I'm going to start over. I'm going to go to Canada and I'm going to start over. Even when he went to Canada, he started working for God. He believed so much in the Sermon of Mount that he started doing good deeds to people. He was considered as a person who does good deeds for people. He was also called as a good Samaritan. That's how much he cared and he willed to serve God yet again. He fell in love and again it went to up to being married and he fell in love with a woman called Elisa Roche. And she was a very beautiful woman, they said. And they were about to be married in a week. And the tragedy hit him for the second time that she fell sick with pneumonia. And just a week before the wedding, she died in the age of 23. Joseph Scriven was torn apart. He said, what's happening? What's happening? The two women that I fell in love and I have to see them die. And soon people considered him, they identified him as a man of sorrow. He was defined as a man of bad luck. He was defined as a man of pain. When he goes to share gospel, people saw him with a man who's carrying so much pain. That every time he decides to marry the one he loves, they die. Though he was in that position in people's eyes, he had a perfect position in God. He had a perfect position in God. You know how? You know how? When his mom was in a dying stage in Ireland, he wrote a poem to her. He wrote a poem to her. And this is what his starting letter was. They still have a proof of his letter. And I'm sure we all know what he wrote. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and sorrows to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful? Who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged, but take it to the Lord in prayer. This is a famous hymn that we sing, and this was written by the man who was torn apart. 
This was written by a man who was in deep sorrows. And while they asked him about, hey man, how is your life going? He said, what a friend I have in Jesus. Hey, are you still in pain? Are you still mourning again? I mean, over your loved ones? He said, what a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. He had a close friend in Jesus. And nothing can tear him apart. And people still saw him as a good Samaritan because he continued to do the good work. Amen. These are the words of a man who was torn apart, but yet he lived in a peace because he had a friend in Jesus. If you feel like I cannot share my sorrows to anyone, I cannot explain what I'm going through, let me tell you, you have a friend who is ready to hear you. All our sins, all our temptations, he is ready to hear it out. Go to God in prayer. Amen. Prayer is powerful. In James chapter 5 verse 16 it says, Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Prayer is so powerful that it will restore the fallen. It will defeat the devil. It will move mountains and it will calm the storm. You might feel like I'm just talking. You are just talking, but you are operating the heavens to do things on your behalf. And the host of angels are ready to do things for you, but you are just talking. And that's all you have to do. And that's all you have to do. You can speak to God and it is powerful. Your prayers will never go unattended. God will do it. And prayer is a way you encounter God's presence. You will know His will and you will experience the peace of God. Prayer is not something that you go, say 100 words, and then you come back. But prayer is something where you go and say, God, where you are at in this situation, tell me. God, I think this is my problem. What do you think? God, I want you to come and be in this situation, but where are you working at, God? Let me know. I think the mistake that we do is we have certain assumptions and we feel like this is a problem, this is a worry, and I have to go pray about this, and God is going to solve this. Don't go to God with the blueprint of your prayer. Go to God to seek his presence and to say, God, what is your will? Tell me. And the Lord will definitely let you know what he is actually working at. And when you and God are in the same place, trust me, there's this immense peace that this world cannot comprehend. His presence or his understanding and when you know the will of God, you are at peace. Prayer helps you to be in peace with God. God knows it all. And he will speak to you because he is your friend. Whatever it is, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Not just your sorrows, not just your sadness, but even your joyful moment. Go and speak to him about it. If you feel like there's something not right about you, go and speak to him about you. Some of us, we hesitate to go in prayer because God is going to be brutally honest to you. They say, find a friend who will actually be honest and frank with you. And God is that kind of friend. 
He's going to tell you what's wrong and he's going to be so honest about you. That's why we hesitate to come forward to pray because a lot of truth is going to be revealed and it might hurt you. God is going to speak out and he is going to repair what is broken. Let me tell you, while you pray, your circumstances might not change. Your situation around you might change, but prayer will change you. Prayer will change you. While you are praying for things around you, while you are praying for things outside, God is saying, I'm pouring out this potential. I'm giving you trials and temptations because you will learn. You will improve. God is preparing you while you are praying for things outside. Amen. Prayer changes you and not just your situations around you. How can we speak to God? How can we pray? Let me simplify it to you. It's not rocket science. It's not complicated. Praying is just simply talking to your friend. Just speak to him. Just open up your mouth and speak to him wherever you are. You're in your car, you're in your house, you're, you're in your office, you're in your workspace, wherever you are. Just open up your mouth and speak to him. Paul, he explains beautifully in everything. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, everything. Give thanks to him and just pray about it. Just give thanks to him and pray about it. If you're looking for a job, speak to God about it. If you're waiting on marriage, speak to God about it. If you're expecting a baby as a couple, speak to God about it. And if you're preparing for your exam, I know you are speaking to God about it. That we all do. It's coming quicker, yeah. You're all praying to God about your exams, right? But speak to God about everything. In your joyful moments, in your sorrowful moments, speak to God about every single thing. If your worries are, if your problems are big enough to worry about, then it is big enough to pray about. If your worries are so important to sit and work on it, then it is important for you to pray about it. Whatever you consider to be important in your life to handle, prayer is as equal as it is to mean important to pray about it. Amen. Whatever you're going through, it is worth praying about. If you're initiating something, it's worth praying about. If you're going through some strong temptation and if you feel so bad about yourself, it is worth praying about. It is worth praying about. Church, I want you to clearly understand. Have you faced hindrance when you decide to pray? Yeah? Have you faced hindrance? Yeah? Like when you decide to pray, something comes up and, and or something happens to you and you have to skip the time of prayer. You know, it happens and we go like, oh, you know what, I'll pray another time. You know, this thing happened, it's more important. I have to, you know, I can, I can do it another time. Let me tell you, Satan will bring the most practical reason to stop you from praying. It'll be so practical. It'll be so practical. He will give you such a very good, brilliant idea like, oh, okay, maybe you know what, I'm going to pray like this, so I'm going to do it later. And you know why Satan is so interested in stopping you from praying? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Because prayer is the axis 
for what Jesus did on the cross for you. It is as powerful as that. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil tore so that you and I can walk into the holies of holies and say, Abba, Father, I am here and I want to speak to you. Satan is trying to destroy the power of what Jesus did on the cross for us. Prayer is the prize that he got us by shedding his blood on the cross. And that's why Satan is so interested in stopping you from praying. And that's why God is so interested in you to come before and pray and speak to him. Because it is the price. It is, it is, it is that access that Jesus died on the cross for. We say, ah, it's prayer. No. No, it's that access that Jesus purchased through his blood. Amen. Know that it is powerful and know that you can walk into the holies of holies and you can pray. Never feel guilty. Never feel guilty. No temptation can make you guilty enough that you cannot go to your friend and speak about it. We have friends that we share everything. Right? Right? And God is much more friendly that he is ready to speak about anything and hear about anything. Your, your, your deep secrets, your deep darkness, your sins or your sorrows or your pain, whatever it is, speak to him about it because he is interested and he is there to hear you. Pray without ceasing. Do not give up. Even if you want to vent, sometimes prayer is about venting to God. Just went out to him. You don't have to use fancy words, but just go and tell him, God, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel nice about this, God. You know, the things that you can't tell your wife, go tell, tell it to God. The things that you can't talk to your husband about, go tell it to God. Parents, the things that you can't speak to your children about, go speak to God. And children, the things that you cannot share with your parents, go speak to God. Young people, if you feel like no one understands me, my parents don't understand me, go speak to God. Go speak to God. You can went to him and he is ready to hear it. And he is interested. And God has not given you a spirit of fear that you would go before him with fear. But he has given you a spirit of love. He has given you a power of, 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 of self-discipline where you discipline yourself to go and speak to God. That is what God has given you. He's made you in an image where you can appear before him. And Jesus has made you righteous that you can stand before him in confidence and open your mouth and pray about it. Pray about it. Whatever it is, go to God in prayer. Take it to God in prayer. Take it to God in. If it is your worries, take it to God in. If it's your burdens, take it to God in. If it is your fear, take it to God in. If it is your doubts, take it to God in. If it's your joy, take it to God in. If it is happening, take it to God in. Take it to God in prayer. Whatever it is, your friend is more than ready to hear you out. Sometimes prayer is about just listening. Billy Grimm, in one of his quotes, he said, prayer is a two-way conversation between you and God. Like I mentioned before, when you pray, go with an open heart. 
go with an open heart to hear from God. Sometimes we mistaken that we have to go and give a blueprint and say, God, this is what you have to do. God, this is what is happening. This is what the solution. Do this. I'll see you later. No. Just go into your closet and say, God, what do you have for me? What do you speak to me? We have to prepare ourselves in a way that our ears are sharpened to hear the voice of God. In John chapter 10, with 10 verse 27, it says, My sheep knows my voice and I know their voice. Do we know our shepherd's voice? When God is speaking to you, can we hear it? This is where we are most wrong. That we do not recognize the voice of God and we go like, God, where are you? Where, God, where are you? Where are you? God, 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 what's happening? Where are you? What, what? God is speaking to you in so many different ways. God is working with you in so many different ways. But it's our ears that is not sharpened to hear His voice. That it is our eyes that is not sharpened to see His work. Let's not be those people who have ears and yet cannot hear. Let's not be those people who have eyes and yet cannot see it. When you go into the presence of God, get ready to hear the heartbeat of God, to know where God is at. Go to God with an open heart to see what He wants than to say what you want. That's how you pray. You pray, God, what do you want me to do? Here are my sorrows, here are my temptations, but what are you going to do about it? Listen to Him. Listen to Him. And prayer is something that will bring you peace. It will hold your relationship. Prayer is the core foundation for the relationship with God. It is a core foundation. If you're not ready to talk to your beloved, forget about that relationship. You cannot walk into a place where you want to talk, you know, you haven't been speaking to someone and expect them to love you back and speak to you and, and, and expect a relationship. No. Prayer is something that holds you and God together. The intimate relationship. Wherever you go, you're speaking to your beloved. Wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing, you're speaking to your beloved. Amen. And when you pray, give Him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Again, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Do not worry about anything. Instead, what does it say? Pray about everything. Then you will experience, come on, read it out. God's peace will exceed anything we can understand. There are people who are actually in so much troubles in their life, but they are so relaxed and free and good. You know why? They have the peace of God. They have the peace of God because their relationship with God is right. Their relationship with God is right. And when God speaks to you, hold on to that. Hold on to that because anything that comes out of God's mouth, it is alive and true. It is alive and true. I have faced situations in life where people spoke things into my life. And I took it for real. But at the same time, I held on to the words of God. The promises that He gave. And every time I pray, the sweet words of the Holy Spirit whispered in my ears. I held on to those words. And trust me, people's words die. 
and God's word remain. His word has life and his peace is everlasting. It surpasses all understanding and that's your friend. And that's your friend. Imagine you have this cool friend who actually, you know, can do a lot of things. The pride that you take in it, right? Call us up and you don't mind being their third wheel and just going everywhere, you know, my friend, man. Right? And you can take that pride in God. People might be like, hey, fool. You'd be like, yes. Look at me, I'm walking with God. Like, hey, you unworthy. No problem. I have a cool friend. I'm going to walk with him. I'm going to be with him. Because you are going to be in an amazing peace with God. Amen. Amen. Pray about every single thing. Pray about every single thing. Prayer might not change your situations, but prayer is going to prepare you. That's the best thing that a Christian can have. We might not be prepared for the world, but we are prepared for the kingdom. We are prepared for the king and for the kingdom. Amen. The world might say, hey, you are unprepared for what is to come. But you know what is going to come. You know the victory is coming. You know your testimony is coming. You know it's happening. God is preparing you. Pray without ceasing. Oh, what a peace we often forfeit. Oh, what a needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. The man who wrote this, he said, If I did not go to my God about this, I would have drowned. If I did not take it to God in prayer, I would have been such a man of sorrow. A man who went through so much of pain. He was called the Good Samaritan because he had a friend in Jesus. And in every time, in every situation, he turned to his friend and he prayed. Amen. And I believe that we will become like Joseph Scriven. That his testimony is a song right now, guys. That's so cool. That is so awesome. That his testimony is a hymn that we sing all these years. Because what he did and the decision that he made was so powerful. Is to take it to the Lord in prayer. Your children should take it to the Lord in prayer. Parents. There's nothing more that you can teach your children than to speak to Jesus. That's the best thing. That's the best thing. This is Zion is reminding us to say, Mommy, Daddy, we did not pray. Get up. Don't sleep without praying. And she sings these two songs that takes forever. And she prays and then we go to bed. And we're so proud of it. That she is learning to speak to Jesus. Let your young people speak to Jesus. Let our little children speak to Jesus. Because that is going to make them stand strong. When we pass away, they will know who to turn to. Amen. Amen. Take it to God in prayer. John chapter 15 verse 13 it says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend there you go 
Jesus just outbeat all the friendship that you have on this earth. He said, hey, I am your friend, but I can even give my life to you. I don't know if this worldly friendship can give that. They can say, Mata, I'll do anything for you. Da. They might pay for your tea and coffee and biryanis. Maybe be your third wheel. Get your friend's number and all that. And Jesus says, hey, I'll give you my life. I've given you my life and I am your greatest friend. In your prayer time, the silence of God listening to you is the sound of grace. God is quietly listening. That's why we feel like prayer is boring because it's just me talking. I can't even see him. But God is quietly listening to you and that's the power of grace that he is ready to hear you out as long as you want he is ready to hear you out and the grace that he has over our life do not wait for situations to happen so you can decide to pray make prayer your lifestyle make prayer your lifestyle I, I find myself walking on the street I'm just like God why is the signal here like this like wow God why, why are they doing this it's become a habit for me that everything I do, I'm talking to God. It should be a habit that anything that you see, the first person that you're going to talk to is God. Church, I want to tell you today, KCCNs, stop talking to people about your worries. Stop. Stop. I want to say this to my brothers and sisters out there in different faith and belief. You don't want another person in between you and God. We don't need interceders. We don't want interpreters. Any language you speak, God knows it. He invented it. And you don't want another person to be so holy that they can take your prayers to God. You can just walk in and say, Hey God, I'm here. I want to talk to you. Wherever you are. Prayer is not just about receiving and giving requests to God. But it's about making your foundation firm with God. Your relationship firm with God. Shall we all stand up to our feet? And we're going to make some decisions. And we're going to decide to have and build this relationship with God. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer it is your privilege it your utmost honor to carry everything to